Hello. Moshi Moshi. Moshi Moshi. Okay, cool. All of them definitely beat show. Um... <laughs> Brilliant. Some good theme music as well, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. And you've just disappeared. No, I'm here. You're there? Yeah. Good. Okay, cool. Just straight up ignoring me. I just, I was just sandbagging your bit. Sandbagging my bit. Yeah, okay, cool. It's cool. It's like, yeah, nothing is better entertaining for, like, the three people who listen to this than us actively ignoring each other. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, uh, so, what are you listening to, if you're listening to this? What am I listening to if I'm listening to this? Yeah. I am listening to you. Yes. And you on a podcast. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Chords. <laughs> oh. We don't have a title. Yeah, Hi guys, the maniac. The podcast. Listening podcast. We told us. Oh, shit. What episode is this? I'm going to say five, episode... Five, 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 four, five, six? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say episode six. Yeah, somewhere in that region. Yeah, but it's part four of our what are you playing thing. Yes, which might so, just go on forever at the rate it's going. Yeah, as long as we stay in COVID and remain um, completely... Uh, Alert. Furloughed, <laughs> alert. Yes, of course, alert and safe. <laughs> um, yeah, we can just go through playing games. Um, although, in theory, eventually there will run out of a number of games that we want to play. I mean, I, I, I'm going to use the words "want to play." I'm sure there is an infinite amount of gaming um, out there to play that we would continue to spend our lives doing, but. I reckon, I mean, I, I do it myself. Like, we were talking about this the other day there as well. Like, you look at your library, and it's like, I don't even know what I want to play. 411 yeah. games, incidentally, I did the count. 411 games I've got. <laughs> <laughs> and I scroll through them, and it's weird. It's like, it's not like I stop and then, oh, maybe. I actually just scroll past them. I don't even know what half of these games are actually about or on or. <laughs> like I sorted them by Metacritic score as well it's just like oh these are all going to be good games I'm not going to play them <laughs> I was just like what well, yeah, was yeah. wrong yeah. it's it's strange when we occasionally have the argument about um, the price of games <clears throat> you know that, that kind of vague notion of oh £60 is too expensive for this game £20 more expensive too expensive for this game and it's like most of your kind of middle to big size games are produced as if it's the 1980s or 1990s sorry yeah you know, not, as if there's no concept that there's infinite number of hours out there just just of gaming let alone you know other distractions uh so we're gonna you know we're gonna give you hundreds of hours of extra content and dlc and after credit content and it's 
it's but ultimately, crazy. like, because games get played very differently now as well. And I mean, oh, good. I'm going to bring it back to World of Warcraft because, you know, we don't talk about it enough on this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so for those of you who don't know, uh, World of Warcraft is obscure. I think it's a Japanese game, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you probably wouldn't have heard of it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's from uh, 1989. It used to be on Retro Cabinet, so you can only get it on certain consoles. You have to have okay. a very special console, imported one as well. Um, oh, you're, you're really you're really in, into this game. Yeah, the controller is really um, niche as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some people have tried to like do sort of remakes of that controller, make USB versions, but obviously it's not compatible with any of the games, you know. <laughs> so right, tell me anyway, about that. Uh, the way we play games is so different um, yeah. because of how tied in we are to like internet communities and like new metas of games that are arising now the only reason i'm going back to world of warcraft is because it's quite fresh and like going back to what the game was and how we played it then versus how we play it now it's just massively different the difficulty has gone down because everybody full-on knows the strats but on top of that we now have a proper mainframe for being able to chat to each other, like Discord versus TeamSpeak is a completely different thing. But on top of that, like new metas have emerged on how to like level, what's the most efficient way to do this. There's like tools and calculators that everybody has online so they know what the best gear is and how to farm it and where to farm it, how long it's going to take. And it, it's changed the whole direction of what that game was. I mean, ultimately, the heart's still there that you, you know, or lack of heart or lack of soul, whatever you want to call for for World of Warcraft, but it's um, it's there. Just the way that people play it is so different because there's just so much more information, way more than game FAQs, you know, even if it was the fucking, what's it, text file with the, um, you know, the, the little tabs that you're able to find everything. It's just straight up. Um... Yeah, it's just too much information. Uh, but yeah, it changes the way games played. And I think that happens for everything as well. So like, even if a de- game developer was to make something with hundreds of hours, a huge amount of people are probably just going to play it the same way, you know, by finding the yeah. guide, finding well, this the, thing. Yeah. That's the weird thing about it, right? So we, we've now been in lockdown for so long that I'm kind of like, okay, I, I'm actually going to, summon up the energy to plug some of my older consoles in and i don't know the the kind of psychology the psychology of games and i know we're slightly different on this is you know do i put on a game that i actually enjoy just for fun and then i think oh no i can't you know i shouldn't really be playing games for fun <laughs> because i've got games i haven't beaten yet and then you know, it's like, what counts as beaten? Is it just hitting the credit? You know, and it's all this bizarre internal logic that, you know, no one puts on you. And it's kind of crazy to have that mentality. But obviously, you know, a lot of people do, or, or some of that mentality. Because we also just have more more games than ever before. You know, they're more available. You know, you could, you could easily fill up 
a typical week's gaming time on just free to play free to play titles without even you know paying anything oh, and having yeah. and having a good time um and that was you know that's something that's changed uh, kind of with our generation really so it's changed in that we've now got um digital content it's changed in the in the you know with uh steam arriving and kind of ridiculous bundles and sales uh and so yeah we're kind of the first generation that went from as we as we keep mentioning you know when you'd get your first console or whatever and you'd get maybe one or two games a year to just you know hundreds of games just sitting there some unplayed some never to be played uh, not even installed yeah and it's, and it's yeah and it's just kind of weird but every single one of the every single one of those developers has to put their full amount of effort into making this a full huge expanded game otherwise it will get slated for you know being too short like you know when these games come out which are you know it's all oh, the, the campaigns less than 10 hours so get a life <laughs> maybe you could have games which are good you know and just a couple of hours or maybe it's better to we talked about resident evil 3 uh the remake and that's a perfect example of that right is is you can just kind of blast through it in an afternoon and that's it you don't have to keep kind of logging in and 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 staying in touch and you don't have to have hours and hours of free weeks uh three hours in the week to to kind of get anywhere in it yeah so yeah strange psychology yeah, and on that note, I'm going My to put stuff on there. <laughs> no. uh, where, where can people find out more about us? <laughs> so, uh, uh, I am Farley or Kanzi, and you are Richie, and we write for That Guys the Maniac, www.thatguys.co.uk. Uh, and this week, the podcast is sponsored by. Mr. Giggles Hot Pockets. Yep. The zeitgeist of That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast, has um, reached new heights of advertising. Um, and of course, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, we can also be found on Twitter and Instagram, but not, not so much Instagram. Uh, we have our YouTube channel, which has two of our podcasts because. <laughs> <laughs> podcasts yeah. are meant to have uh, odd uh, video uh, and on top of that we also have um, a few of the videos that we've taken from our blog such as uh, me failing at SSX Tricky and the legendarily still getting um, hits the um, Bohemian Rhapsody scene from Wayne's World on the SNES um, there we go like Bell, subscribe, read, follow, heart, hug, angry, angry smiley face, happy smiley face, (laughs) vomit smiley face, all of those Uh, things. Yeah, aubergine, aubergine, peach. Rainbow? (laughs) I don't know. That's that's all the emojis (laughs) I know. (laughs) it's all the important ones Um, (laughs) right uh, so uh, let's just dive in as per we never do Um, what have you been playing 
Well, what have I been playing? This week, there's kind of a theme. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, I decided to dig out the Wii U. I was looking at my backloggery. I was looking at where are the easy wins? Where have I got like one or two unfinished games here or there on different platforms? I think you might of... need to explain what backloggery is because it's a niche OCD thing that you <laughs> maybe the other people use. So, so I think it's something that a lot of people might mentally do, but a fantastic person called Drumble has set up a website called The Backloggery, which is backloggery.com. But basically, you manually enter your games and the platform they're on, and then whether you have uh, played them at all, whether you've played them but not finished it, whether you've beaten it, which is normally meant, you know, you kind of get to the end credits, whether you completed it, which is normally, you know, a hundred percent here and whether you've mastered it which is which is i said it's all uh it's all what you call it self dis- you, you decide you know whether you've beaten completed or mastered it uh and it's self yeah so i put in all of my games into that uh <laughs> so uh and it kind of keeps track of you know uh, what you're being and what your yearly stats are and uh and so i was looking at this and it, it breaks it down by platform and I was looking at where I had kind of like one or two left to beat. So I hadn't, hadn't hit the credits on. Uh, and that led me to the Wii U. And the first game I was playing, which uh, didn't originally come out on the Wii U, but I got on the virtual console, was Super Mario Galaxy 2. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, so I played. Uh, is this one of the. Have you touched either of these Super Mario Galaxies? No, not <laughs> at all. Like it, it's with the um, this is the Wii version. Yeah, like yeah. my Wii. I mean, my back catalog for the Wii is like three games, um, and it, it's it's not very good because my Wii broke. Um, I sort of my Wii U actually. Um, so like it was off and on used. Um, and even when it was fixed, because there was an issue with the disc um, spinning, I never really felt like I could play it happily. Um, so you just kind of just kind of missed out on that Nintendo generation. Yeah, just a kind of yeah, it was a thing that happened, and I think I was mostly playing the 360 at that point anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, sorry, Mario Galaxy Two. How does it compare yeah. to the first one? Uh, it's strange. So they're both great games. And uh, I've mentioned this a number of times, the way I play Mario games, it tends to be I'll get them, spend a little bit on them, not touch them for ages, and then kind of do all the rest in one big blast. And this is exactly the same as this. This has been sitting on my Wii U for a while. Um, you don't need to have waited, you know, ten years to hear from us about whether it's good or not. It's good game. It's just great gaming. Um, so much uh, kind of creativity. Uh, it's three you know, Mario in three dimensions, and then just hundreds of different ideas and levels, all themed around uh, being in space. So there's lots of tricks around, but it, it changes from level to level. So some will be almost like a. a straight up platformer some will be like an n64 level 
and then some will be a crazy level set uh, where you kind of rotate around planetoids. So it's all kind of based on space and the idea of gravity, uh, and it's phenomenal. Um, Mario Galaxy 1 has more of a linear story, so uh, you get involved with uh, Rosalina and you kind of have a hub world. Um, so Mario Galaxy 2, initially it feels like here's just a shitload of ideas we had that didn't fit into Mario Galaxy 1. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and so we're just going to string it into uh, we're stringing it into a game, but it's it's uh, really strange. You know, Mar- Mario games typically always have a little bit. Uh, recent Mario games have a little bit after the credits, right? You you kind of get to the credits, and then and then there's stuff to Hoover up or special levels. And in Mario Galaxy Two, almost half the game is after the credits. Um, so not only do they introduce a special world, which is even more of a kind of um, crazy box of of these fantastic levels around strange ideas uh but then there's also kind of green stars to collect and then there's something after that so i haven't haven't um completed completed it uh kind of just hit the credits and had a little bit of a payoff to that um so it's it's the 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 structure of it is a little bit different and it's not hub oriented um but the essence of it's uh kind of the same just you know a, a mixed a crazy bag of different levels around different themes so you know one of the one of the galaxies so each of the galaxies is kind of like the um portraits in mario 64 so I, when i whenever i see super mario galaxy all i ever see is mario wearing like a bumblebee outfit <laughs> yeah so he has uh I, that almost immediately but yeah <laughs> or a uh, yeah, so he has, yeah he has a few power-ups which i think are only in one or the other and um, so but but they're they're used in maybe one or two levels um and there'll be a level that's around that suit so there's a cloud suit there's a boulder suit there's a uh the fire flower is like a time limited thing that you get yoshi's in this one um yeah, okay uh, and you get to spend a bit more time um with him uh so yeah each galaxy is like the paintings in Mario 64 and that you've got you know you go in to get the star and then also be other stars which will reconfigure the level uh, and then there's these things called prankster comets <clears throat> which you have to collect you have to collect medals in other levels and then unlocks prankster comets so some of them will be uh, doing them within a time limit and the other one will be collecting um, coins so uh, it's just great it's fantastic um, and yeah, really happy that I actually just sat down and did it i thought i was further away from the ending than i was i think when i picked it up i was on world <laughs> two and i thought there were eight worlds because typically there are uh but there's just six worlds in this um and yeah the bowser boss fight's fantastic i'd say the difference between the other difference between galaxy and galaxy 2 is galaxy's uh quite relatively easy so you end the game with stacks of lives and there'll be maybe one or two levels that, that kind of give you a struggle or one or two difficult stars. Galaxy 2 is much more brutal. Um, so I kind of ran out of lives a couple of times. Uh, so the challenge level is a little bit harder. Um, it's not something that will kind of, it's not something that stopped my progress. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is more challenging, definitely. Um, yeah. You've actually just reminded me as to part of the reason why I never even did Galaxies either as well. 
which was I never finished Sunshine. Oh, yeah, so you have this weird thing where you have to play through. <clears throat> is it just with Zelda? Is it just the Legend of Zelda and Mario game? Well, I've given it. I've given that up now. Uh, but yeah, there was a thing where with Zelda games where I wanted to play them through in order. Uh, but I played Breath of the Wild and the one that I'd played before that was, was like Ocarina of Time or Wind Waker. Um, but yeah, so I was like, that is out the window. And I've also played Mario Bros. The same. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, yeah, with with Sunshine, it was kind of like, I mean, Sunshine is a stupidly hard game. Like, it is absolutely ridiculously hard. Like, some of the jumps and expectations for you as Mario to do some of these challenges are nuts. Like, even some of the boss fights are so brutal. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like, that kind of was like, Oh, I never finished Sunshine. One day I will, and then I can do Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that never really happened. But yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah. go on. Well, you know you're missing out. It's one of those things. You know you're missing out. It's good games, um, and I don't know if we'll ever see them again. Because... I mean, yeah, that's another thing that, that gets point. me as well. It's like... Yeah, like you never see these. Uh, well, I know that you're playing that on the virtual console on the Wii U for the Wii yeah. or something like that. Yeah, with a Wii. Um, yeah. yeah, but like the thing that kills me is like you don't see all of these games like re-released or anything on the GameCube hasn't been like brought back in, in an emulator or brought back and re. Um, redone or whatever. Well, I suppose you get remake remasters. I think you got. Yeah. Was it the, I mean, the, the one GameCube, way I don't, The GameCube. I don't really understand why, but obviously, there's a real difficulty with a lot of Wii games because, uh, particularly ones where the you know the controller um, was a key part of the experience. So you could. I of mean, course. Yeah. You could, yeah, I mean, you could port Galaxy and Galaxy 2 because, uh, no, I don't know if you could. You do you do use the remote a lot. But do the Joy-Cons not, like, do the same job? Oh, they do. They do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, I'm sure that's fine. Like, yeah, because, um... because, you know, a couple of, we've had some N64 get, you know, so the Mario 60, uh, 64 was brought to... Uh, the DS and the, that DS version's fantastic, but yeah, there's kind of a black hole when it comes to other N64 games. And um, oh, of course, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the Wii U is a pain in the ass because I had the two screens like the DS did. So, yeah, okay. and not yeah. many games, but some games you had to have those two screens. But but then yeah, all of the decent, all the good Nintendo games on the Wii U have been ported over to Switch. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like, but there is a huge amount of like uh, the GameCube um, games that now only exist on, on like emulated platforms. So you see people doing like speed runs of, you know, Wind Waker and uh, like Double Dash and stuff like that, and you know that they're just playing it on like Dolphin emulator, and that's it. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Me- Metroid, Metroid Prime, they've kind of kept uh, updated. Pikmin, Pikmin 2, um, FX0, F-Zero GX, uh, WarioWare, Eternal Darkness. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, sun- and sunshine, sunshine never went anywhere. Sunshine, no. It's just that, that's what bothers me the most. Like, I actually wouldn't mind having a go at that game again. Although I probably hate it um, <laughs> because it's so so hard. Um, but I mean, I did get quite far in it. I'd done like the the Bowser fight, um, and you know, like what's really good about that game is like the progress you make, and it takes ages to get through. Hey, bang for your buck. Go back to the point we were talking before. It takes ages to get through it, but you open up more and more things on that island as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even like the levels that you go back to have got like new things in them, and um, because you've done something like you've like that, that very 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 first uh, level of it, there's a big peaky piranha which is just like vomiting mud or all over the, the map and once you defeat him and go back there's less of that mud around and you get to you know get access to other areas mm-hmm. for the challenge whatever that is yeah, so yeah. It, it progresses really well in that fashion um, but ultimately I don't think Mario changes at all he has the, the water jetpack on the his flood. back was it the flood? yeah flood F-L-U-D-D yeah um, who it's like Navi, just goes meow every so often um, <laughs> to tell you something on the screen. Um, like, look at his weak point, hit it. Um, but yeah, like you have the flood in the back, which essentially just like you aim and fire it, or it allows you to hover for a little bit, and that's it. The rest is just you know Mario's normal arsenal of like jumping. You don't get invincibility stars, you don't get firepower, you don't get the ability to fly, you know. I think you get Yoshi later on in the game. I think it's like a, a post-game sort of thing. Oh, look, you can run around with Yoshi. Um, I, but yeah, I think that's... It was very, very restrictive in that sort of fashion. Um, but yeah, sorry, Galaxy. What, what outfits do you get? What, what does Mario turn into? What, what are his special abilities? So you, they're, so they're all much more temporary, and you don't take, you don't, you don't carry them from one level to the other. So there's cloud Mario, where you get three little clouds, and so if you spin when you jump, you make a cloud, which you can then stand on. Um, the B okay. Mario uh, has like limited flights, but can climb up honey walls. Uh, the boulder Mario is kind of like a barrels around like a bowling ball. Um, I'm sure there's one or two others. I think there's ice flower. Is cat Mario comes from as well? No, that's um, the other line. Uh, is it Mario Land, 3D Land. All right, okay, cool. Yeah, um, which is also on the Wii U, um, which I have never played. <laughs> probably good yeah yeah probably good <laughs> same with new Super Mario Brothers 2 also probably really good uh, and, and never touched also Mario Odyssey so 
There we go. So yeah, yeah. Super Mario Galaxy 2. Ten years old. It's good fucking food. Great gaming. Uh, <laughs> glad I finally got there. Good. What have you been yeah. playing? Uh, what have I been playing? I have been playing Mortal Kombat 11. Mm. Is that the latest one? Yes. Um, when well, you say latest, it came out last year. Yeah. Um, and I was, <laughs> I think, I think you were getting many WhatsApps from me, sort of saying, should I get the Switch version? Should I get the PC version? Yeah. Should I get the Switch version? Should I get the PC version? And I couldn't decide for ages of like it'd be a good thing to have on the Switch because it'd play on the go. Um, and then I ultimately folded because I ended up getting a new PC and um, I could crank the graphics all the way up to max to 4K, 60 hertz sort of thing. Um, and yeah, um, I recently decided to pick it up um, and play through it. The, <laughs> I mean, I've been, I, I actually didn't even really want to pick it up and it's part of what we've just touched upon as well. I kind of wanted to play through uh, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> uh, the, the revamp one, uh, Mortal Kombat 9, and then play Mortal Kombat 10 and then jump into Mortal Kombat 11 <laughs> because the storyline's apparently a bit fun. Um, so I started playing through Mortal Kombat 9 and I got through about three quarters of it. And those challenges in the storyline are really, really hard. Like there are points where you have to defeat three characters on one life bar. And it can, you have to do it twice, of course, because that's the rules in fighting games, you know. And is that, and is that, does that block progress if you, if you can't do it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you literally just have to keep doing it and keep doing it and either get good or get lucky. <laughs> and quite often, because it's a story mode, you're playing with a character that normally wouldn't have even like you picked up on or like even thought about maining. So you end up sort of, all right, what was this person's moves? <laughs> what do they do? When do you use them? And like, all oh, right, okay, I'm on the other side of the screen now. Shit, what's happening? <laughs> like, like it is, it's it's a tough one to play through. Now I have done it before. It's just I don't remember um, the the, the uh, plot of it. Um, and actually, going and playing it, they don't really recall that much. They they mention a couple of events, but I think it's. Mortal Kombat 9 has become more multiversey than canon. Um, but one, <laughs> thing, one thing I did notice <laughs> about uh, Mortal Kombat 9 is just everybody has massive tits. They're like these sort of, uh, sort of macho women and then they've got these just blocks Oh, on the chest, I, I, I'll put, a, put an image on the on the on the Twitter. But it's just like fucking hell. It is so not woke, and like everybody, like your your usual katanas, melinas, and everything like that, have super skimpy outfits. Like bloody hell, like you know. I mean, I, you can't criticize a game, Mortal Kombat, which has like the most gory, horrible 
you know, ripping someone's skull out through their mouth sort of thing. <laughs> but again, just like, mm, cover them up a little bit. And they have done. Uh, like, uh, yeah, well, everyone's a bit more formed. They have different shapes as well. Yeah, so, like, famously, all... um, you know, some people were really outraged at uh, how much coverage they got in the last one. Yeah. Oh, really? So people were complaining that uh, they weren't in skimpy outfits. Yeah, yeah. You know, complaining that. Uh, uh, is it Jade? Is she one of the main good, good characters? She's she's both in this game. Okay. Uh, just to confuse Mars, but yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. yeah her, she, she's dressed like a, a a lady would dress, like. A normal woman. Oh well, yeah, like, she's got a scarf around her head and her yeah. evil version of a scarf around her chest, which is fine. But yeah, like if you compare it to the old Jade from Mortal Kombat Nine, which has got like two beach balls on her chest <laughs> <laughs> and a and, I mean, and a silly. bit of, bit of uh, green cheese thing holding it together. Yeah, it's like uh, Borat's um, mankini. Yeah, because it's even green for Jade, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, on that note, on the note of the story, now you you you've watched like a, a let's play of this or something like that, haven't you? Yeah, I got I find it fascinating <laughs> that yeah, if you go back to um, when we first got you know console fighting games, so when Street Fighter and and um, Mortal Kombat and others were coming out. Um, of those two, the one that that kind of you know really invested in its canon, um, which has been kind of consistent for quite a few of the games now, you know some of the major events and the and the first tournaments, was I was just kind of fascinated because um, I kind of caught wind that um, Eleven did really cool things with uh, the story and and time travel and dimensions. Uh, so yeah, so I watched um, uh, I watched. Basically, all the cutscenes um, to see what was going on and how it jumped around. And I was really, and I was really impressed, actually. I mean, it is, you know, it's a bit comic booky, and and there's MacGuffins and all that time travel, multi-dimensional bullshit. But um, yeah, because considering uh, I just still think of Mortal Kombat as a very kind of arcadey uh, uh, kind of game. Um, the story side of things they've really really invested in unlike other games yeah i mean that that's what i would say is, is the like i played the previous ones and enjoyed the story and i enjoyed uh mortal kombat 11 as well uh, and i like the so their their main excuse for it all is they've invented a new character called chronica she's a, a bald woman with blue eyes who floats and the main excuse for everything, like the all-encompassing canon excuse, is she has reset time a multitude of times. So, like, the events play out, but they play out ever so slightly different in each time. So they, they've managed to get away with how the, the Earthrealm invasion of Mortal Kombat 3, how certain characters, like, just haven't appeared again. We still haven't seen Striker, like, reappear. Um, and things like that um, and um, yeah it's quite good 
I, I like that and I like that they've just gone through and Liu Kang who was kind of missing from a lot of the Mortal Kombat like 9 and 10 um, now has come a bit more centre stage um, and he was always kind of the Ryu of the Mortal Kombat series you had to have Liu Kang sort of thing um, and yeah I mean it's I think it's it's a fun story what I would say about it though is it's actually shorter than the other ones like it was really really compressed I, I mean I spent most of my time not pressing buttons but just watching things and then as I went through played through as a limited number of characters mm-hmm. and I again this is probably another thing that I, I, I really want it. So, like, they've got a big roster. They have a big roster in um, in Mortal Kombat 11, but the ones that they use in the story, it's like maybe six or seven. And you're like, oh, okay. I'm back to playing as Liu Kang again. Okay, right. I have a choice between playing as Sub Zero or um, Scorpion, and oh, okay, that's it. That's it. Um, so I, I would say that the story mode, an extended version, just to have where like what the other characters are doing at the same time or anything like that, just to sort of bolster that. Because um, I, I just felt like I'm playing as three characters. I see, gone from seven to three, and. I've played through the entire story and then you go back and you look at the roster and you're just like I didn't even get a chance to play as XYZ now I know that some of them are like the bad guys and all that sort of stuff uh, but it seems a bit rubbish that they just didn't include them you know in the story somehow you know for you to play along yeah. with but then I guess um, maybe I don't know maybe it was to address some of the complaints actually which you made earlier uh, I know the same kind of thing happens with um, Injustice as well. Uh, the the DC being okay is that constant character switching through the story. You know, you you kind of don't feel like you can get good at any of the characters if that's the first time you're playing because you keep yeah. jumping in and out. So maybe it's a nod to mitigate some of that. Yeah, maybe, but still, I, I felt. I felt when it was coming to the end, I was like, oh, why am I playing as this character again? <laughs> when there's a million others I could be playing yeah. as. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I suppose that, that was a thing, you know. And, um, I mean, I do have some other grapes, and I'm actually going to focus on the grapes. Now, I enjoyed playing this game. It was a £40 game. I played the storyline for 10 hours, and... I, I don't know how much more I'm going to play that game. Um, I played a little bit of the, the towers and stuff like that, but they, I, I'm going to sort of focus on my complaints of that. Um, and that really is like... Scorpion and Sub-Zero were like the main sort of campaign characters or the branding and marketing. Um, so you've got like even on the, the front of the case, You've got this um, hooded scorpion with the gold mask. And uh, like there was a redesign of 
Sub-Zero as well, where he's got this sort of almost sort of half crown chapeau thing. Um, but neither of those designs are actually in the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the story, they just straight up have like uh, the old um, version of Scorpion that's redeemed, where he's, he's just a, a guy that happens to shoot, uh, throw a spear. And um, Sub Zero is like Grandmaster with a beard. And yeah. Okay. Right, isn't there cool? Well, maybe this is in nine or ten. Isn't there one fight where you fight the evil versions of them? Oh, there's many, many um, that you 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 refight um, like evil versions of yourself or different time shifted versions of yourself, like Johnny Cage versus Johnny Cage. So it's old Johnny versus young Johnny. Yeah. So um, they are they are in the game. The, you said they weren't in the game. Yeah, yeah, no, that design is not in the story. Oh, right, okay. Like, the designs that they used to market and brand it were not in the story. Like, and I kept on, part of me was thinking, oh, maybe it's like an upgrade. You know, maybe later on there's this thing, or maybe in the storyline, and this is going to get to my next point, it will somehow explain how all of the modifications, items, and consumables and things like that work you know just for 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 bringing it into the universe or something like that because looking when you aren't in the main storyline and when you're doing like character modifications and all that stuff it is so overwhelming there's like five or six different currencies i don't even know if they're you know like transactions you get them from doing something and using it does something to the characters you also get like all of these uh like customizations for your characters as well and i don't know if they're any good why they're there or like it, it says where they unlock but i don't know how you unlock them like i felt like that was completely attacked on almost like microtransactional thing and it's the same actually in Injustice too. Like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> what, what are these currencies? Why are they there? What do they do? And is this of any use to me? But I, um, I, like, get, <laughs> I guess that's the challenge of um, a modern kind of blockbuster fighting game. It, it, so it's, to a limited extent, it's the same with um, the big shooters as well is you have to make sure you've accommodated the people who come for the story mode, the esports crowd, uh, the people who just want to play online all the time, um, and kind of games as a service. Uh, because if you if you do two, one or two of yeah. those, then you know the obvious complaint will be, oh yeah, but the story mode's a bit kind of you know shallow, or uh, you know if you're, if you're not into playing online, there's kind of nothing else to do. Um, but as a consequence, particularly Mortal yeah. Kombat, um, where they've got you know the the towers and the challenge modes have got increasingly bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, but yeah, you know, like you say, if you're if you're just there for the story, and then you've got oh yeah, what's all this other like gubbins stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, I I did a few of the towers and like. Obviously, because like I have some of the characters that 
Oh, sorry, one other complaint whilst I remember. Characters. Now, one of my favourite characters from <laughs> the Mortal Kombat series is, is the robots. Sector, yeah. Cyrax, Cyber Smoke, Cyber Sub-Zero, or Triborg as he was in, um, what's it called, uh, Mortal Kombat 10. Um, they're in the main storyline. You fight them, but they're not <laughs> characters. That seems kind of crazy. I, I was just if, if their models like, are in the game, this is a, and their moves. They have a full move set. They have their their net and things like that. Are you sure? <laughs> That's mad. Yeah, like why did they do that? And they even like did a redesign of Sector as well. Like uh, a black dragon version of them with like these white bits on them um, to sort of look like the Chronica's minion. Oh, that's cool. I'll enjoy playing as him. Maybe I'll do the challenge mode with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Not in it. Oh, okay. Great. Why, why even include them in the story? Like, but didn't they? Know? I'm just a. Yeah, didn't they do that with them? Um... Uh What's her face? Tanya in 10. Tanya yes. in 10. She was like one of the main characters in 10. And yeah, no, she's she just like not a character. She or? was in the story, but you, it wasn't a character. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Like, I, I think there's a, there's a few other examples of it as well. She was in, in the story. You don't fight her. But she was in there, and you don't get to uh, use her. Shao Kahn, um, you fight him, but he's a, a DLC-only character. Um, and like, there's a few other examples of it as well. Like, but um, yeah, it's uh, I, I, I was, I was a little sort of deflated um, when he, yeah, when Sector wasn't there, like. What's the point? <laughs> you know, half putting them in the yeah, game. Yeah, it's a shame. I'm a fan, um, I'm a fan of um, and I guess, Cyrax and Sector as well. I used to like playing them. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so, but, I mean, there's so many characters missing. But also, of, for, all the, of all the Mortal Kombat characters, right, many of which have died and been brought back, the robots which are just made in a production line, surely <laughs> there's no legitimate canon reasons well, for them... In, in Mortal Kombat 9 um, you actually get to play the human versions of them because they're they're not just robots. Oh, are they the souls they, of ninja fucking yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. souls of ninja it's like uh, the Lin Kuei which is um, Sub-Zero's yeah. clan had the cyber Lin Kuei so they were doing this initiative to uh, make them but um, Sector was a bad guy he was right for it and he, he wanted to get turned into this evil fighting robot. Whereas Cyrax, he got changed um, against his will. And that's actually still in uh, the story of uh, Mortal Kombat 11 as well. Um, but you got to play as the human versions and they had the same moveset. And it was quite cool how they animated it to include them. But, you know, it was really cool to have that in the game. But... I guess if you want to do that, going back and play more Combat Night, you know, it's like that's the thing. What would you um, give it out of ten? 
Um, I mean, I, I've still got further grades oh to actually God, okay. go. Uh, but I've, yeah, I mean, uh, there's like when you're actually fighting in the towers, the the fights are okay. They're they're over quite so, quickly. So describe um, to me and, the and, towers. Sorry, I'm vaguely aware of the concept, but what's what's the the towers are you have um, x number of fights, um, and you each. As you progress through, you gain um, more and more consumables for something. <laughs> um, and as you progress through, you, you know, you've got like three, five, seven, ten, or twenty odd, however many you want to go up through. And at the end, you'll fight like someone, it doesn't really matter. Um, you fight someone and you. Um, may unlock something at the same time as well um but ultimately you're just choosing to fight 10 people in a row and the fights are fights you get to fight as your characters but the most fun actually comes from just the characters bantering they put so much yeah. effort into I think that i watched a compilation of all of them that all the different combinations yeah. I mean, it's so good. Like even just like uh, like the DLC of the Terminator turning up, and like him having a bit of spiel with like other people there. It's good fun, you know. Um, and yeah, I find that more entertaining than the fight, though. <laughs> and I suppose that that's that's wrong. That's really really <laughs> wrong. Um, but so yeah, what do you mean? Um, like, do they need to? shake up the mechanics of Mortal Kombat? Um, I mean, I haven't got to the point, and I don't think I will ever get to the point um, where I used to get with fighting games, which was like knowing things inside out, being able to zone characters. I, I, remember, I remember the last time I was able to do that, and that was sort of Taken two and Soul oh, Blade, like on the PS, you know. And I like fighting games a lot, but the level that you need to get to to main a character and really know them in depth. And I suppose I did it a little bit with um, uh, what's it called, Smash Brothers. Yeah. It, it's it's tough, but yeah, you really need you need to spend a long time knowing that, and then once you're happy with them you then start to touch on the other characters and realize okay when i see this character doing this animation i know to do x in response and suddenly you've got this wealth of information on how to respond to certain moves and, that. and it's just it's not worth it like that is information i don't need so i guess playing mortal kombat is i play at the very very casual um, intermediate. I will pause occasionally and remind myself of the special moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that that that's kind of that's kind of it, you know. And I'm, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't even found a character I would want to main. Yeah, like I played as pretty much all of the DLC characters, the ones that are in the story, and a few of the other ones. And I just like, I haven't been able to sell yeah. on any of them. Uh, but what I did enjoy was, like, the banter. 
at the start of it, like, oh, that's cool. He said that, he said that. Oh, he's referencing this thing. Uh, that's good. I, and I, I find that more entertaining than the fight itself. I used to find myself wanting to do the fight so I could get to the next tower or next level of the tower um, to find out where the next banner <laughs> was going to be with, you know, with Baraka. But yeah, um, I, I think that that's it's not about shaking up the mechanics. I think it's just because I don't know. I'm not going to yeah. learn the level. But I, but I suppose I'm here for the story, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. A couple of things just to mention on um, they have announced um, the expansion for Mortal Kombat oh, really? Caught this. So it's going to be called um, Aftermath. So, spoiler alert, um, at the end of uh, Mortal Kombat 11, um, Liu Kang gains the power to reset time. Um, and so he's going to start resetting time and rebuilding things. And in order to do that, he's recruited Shang Tsung, who was, you know, is a great character. They brought him back. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's going to be more characters and a full story campaign oh, as well. Cool. So I'm on board. Yeah, but the expansion is like 40 quid. So, I mean, when you compare that versus what was the what was the ridiculous one which had the DLC for 80 quid? Dead Dead or alive. Alive. All the all the DLC together was. All the big Hundreds functions was oh yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> the ability to finish around and see an end yeah, in order, yeah, in order to have like character that. intros that was uh, that was bad that was really bad yeah yeah, um, yeah. so maybe that's um, where um, Sector and Cyrex will be well, I think so I mean like I, I did a brief Google whilst I was talking it's just like did, did they do something with this? And apparently, like, um, they are um, in the game as NPCs, and there's mods which bring them around and make them exist. Um, but yeah, they're they're not there. Which is yeah, um, but they, maybe they're being the expansion. But I reckon. They, I I should hope so. You know, um, and uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, it's quite cool. The other thing that I quite like about um, Mortal Kombat is they uh, also announced like they're, they're including Robocop yeah. as, a, as a DLC character. Um, and of course, you've got a Terminator in there, so that's the fun. And like previously, they've had some really, really cool um, DLC characters. Like they had um, yeah. Freddy in Mortal Kombat 9, and they had Jason and Leatherface, they had the alien. From from like HR Geiger's yeah. Alien, um, so they, they they love their horror movies, and there's also big rumors and possibilities of Ash from Evil Dead being in it as well, which is quite cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, I quite like that, and it's a good platform for including these characters just for the ability to see all of the banter. <laughs> And maybe not actually the gameplay. <laughs> you know? uh, but, Mortal, yeah. Mortal Kombat, the soap opera, is what you want. 
Yeah, probably. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, like my, my my love of Mortal Kombat comes from like when I was playing Mortal Kombat Two on the Amiga, and it was disc switching on the Amiga. You know, like if you played as uh, what was it called, um, Scorpion, Sub Zero, or Reptile, you were fine. You didn't need to swap discs. But if you you know swap to like. Uh, Johnny Cage or see more combat to yeah I'm going to see it was you had to switch the discs <laughs> and if you play this, this is the best one if you play the Shang Tsung in the middle of the match and turned into someone else <laughs> you then had to put the disc <laughs> oh god so there's, there's signposting and then there's signposting <laughs> is that oh he's changing disc I wonder who he's turning into <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the, that's the, other... Yeah, um, uh, the other thing to sort of mention uh, the other thing to, to very very quickly mention is the um, Mortal Kombat mobile game it's it's alright it's full of um, currencies um, and it's fun lots of levelling up but it's not really that much to do with Mortal Kombat Um and if you link it, you get currencies as well. So often I actually make a concerned decision. I no longer want to play this. It is taking up too much of my life. I mean, just <laughs> you know the, I mean? when we've got to the point now where all you have to say is there's currencies and I know exactly what you mean. And I just get this feeling of like, yeah. okay, there's gems and there's tickets and there's uh, snot yeah. balls and there's, gold yeah, there's and the, souls. The one you get tons of and <laughs> can't really do anything with whatsoever. Uh, then the one that you rarely get, which is kind of cool, and then the one that you fucking pay for, uh, yeah, and it's just like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, actually, I mean, what I quite like about the like the big currency, they've only got two currencies in this one, and and the souls are actually quite rife you get many many of them it's just you have so much you can spend them on so if you just remain focused on getting <laughs> to level 10 um, then you don't really need that much more in the way then, of souls. listen to what you uh, listen to how you're yeah. phrasing that and this is the kind of mentality that we've we've been broken into right is if you kind of knuckle down and focus uh it sort of plays like a normal game <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, but the, even then, it's not a normal game. It's it's a fighting game on the phone. And how do you play a fighting game on the phone? You repeatedly tap the screen. That's <laughs> it. That's straight up. It. You can block if you put uh, press two uh, fingers on the screen. Um. Yeah. Um. That's it. And I'm like, oh. So every so often, I was like, I like the idea of feeling the progress and the RPG in this, and then you know that's that's what yeah, yeah. you do get sucked then, into things. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I I occasionally sort of spin up, and because I was playing Mortal Kombat 11, and they were like, oh, by the way, if you do this, you get this free. I'm like, all right, wait, okay, I'll have a little go at the mobile game again, um, but I think. By the end of this week, it'll be gone and deleted from my phone. <laughs> <laughs> As Another one on the pile. Uh, I'm going to say 
seven and a half out of ten for Mortal Kombat, purely because I just enjoyed playing through it. Um, but for me, replay factor uh, is minimal, and I just don't feel I can invest uh, much more time in it. It's too, yeah, it's just that there is what it is. And I'm aware that I've been speaking about Mortal Kombat for a long time. So what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, so the other, uh, one of the other games that's outstanding on my um, kind of Wii U to beat list was Star Fox Guard. So you may remember um, that when they, uh, was it Platinum who did Star Fox on the Wii U? Um, which was say it was another, another was fucking it? remake of either Star Fox or Star Fox Two. Uh, if you, I think if you bought the game, you also got this little side game called Star Fox Guard, uh, and I saw it for sale. Okay. Um, for something like three pounds um, at Christmas this year, uh, and I'm I'm always interested. Arguably, it's for some series, I'm interested more in spin-offs than um, their main kind of series. Uh, and so I'd actually really fancied Star Fox Guard, even though I remember reviews at the time saying, it's fun, um, you know, fun little distraction, but wasn't really needed. Um, and I was quite interested in it. So having picked up, the bare bones of it is uh, you are playing a slippy... A terrible <laughs> The Tower Defense game, yeah. So you you're playing as Slippy, and he's working for his dad's mineral extraction company, uh, and you have to protect the precious metals as various robots of different speeds and abilities march towards your base. Um, Now the gimmick is, hang on, is Slippy boom 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 yeah the toad, yeah. Worst yeah, okay. one of the Star Fox team. Yeah. They decide to base the game on his family. Um, uh, okay. And the gimmick... <laughs> Extended universe. <laughs> Extended universe of Star Fox. Yeah, I know. Fox. All the characters Brilliant. to choose from, right? We've, we've had Fox, 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 Fox. A little bit of Dinosaur Land. Um, actually, the Star Fox team in Starlink recently on the... Uh, on various consoles was, was really cool um, and yeah the only time we get a kind of expanded universe is Slippy and his family's mineral mining business um, a few of the characters it's, it's very Nintendo though that's, that's like one of these things like they seem to ha- make these decisions of like um let's let the character do this you know we'll give you the rights to make a game about something here you know we'll give you the rights to our characters make a game around it but you can only use slippy um and then like the other camp to me slippy and uh pigma uh and you know yeah you can have um fox falco and uh peppy you know, fly past three times. That's it. Um, but what makes this cool, uh, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, other tower defense games, which we've seen a variety of, either the version where you have a base to defend and things are coming at you or things are going down a path and you have to defend that path, 
is this one uses the Wii U screen and the TV screen separately. So uh, the main TV screen is a camera feed of um, nine different cameras and then the center camera, no, 12 different cameras. And the center camera is the one that you're currently choosing. And on your handheld uh, Wii U gamepad, you have a, a kind of a map of your area. And so you use the map to select the camera that you want to show on the main feed in order to via lasers or whatever. Uh, so it's it's really cool. And one of those games where um, there's so much going on that, that it always feels a bit scrappy. And so when you beat a level, there's this huge sigh of relief. Right. Oh, thank fuck it's ended because that was getting a bit ropey. You know, um, the robots that attack you have all these different abilities. So there's some which are attacking robots, which go straight for your core, and some which are chaos robots. So they'll um, either, so there's this giant kind of chocobo bird thing that nicks your camera and starts walking around with it. There's another uh, robot that gets in okay. front of your camera and makes it look like it's normal. And so you can only see on another camera that there's something <laughs> on the front of it. So all these kind of gimmicks, and you can imagine, you know, they kind of scale up and they do that. Um, so yeah, real sense of satisfaction when you when you kind of beat a level because you've got through it, and you know half your cameras are kind of laying around and damaged. Um, uh, and later on, some of the really nasty ones. Later on, is they there's this magnet chaos bot, um, and so all your cameras are drawn to it. <laughs> so it really fucks your setup because one appears and all your cameras start swinging to look at it, which means then essentially you're blind. You know, because you're, you're, you're spending half your time looking at TV screen to see what you can see popping up. And there are some enemies which only appear on the visual feed and not the map, and some which only appear on the map and not the visual feed. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, oh, okay. I really enjoyed it. I think it's one of those games that, that uh, would be great two-player to have, like, a spotter and a, uh, a controller. Um, it's short enough, so there's... I think it's 30 main missions um, split into worlds uh, and then there's a boss in each world uh, and those are quite cool. This is four four bosses, I think, in total. And then there's a bunch of bonus levels uh, and then there's a, a whole bunch of online component. Again, and this thing keeps coming up in these podcasts, completely unnecessary, right? Why does this spin-off game have to have like a <laughs> online squad ranking downloadable teams notifications sets and teams off mode but right? it really doesn't um just to build in that longevity i guess uh it's not great uh, i've played around a little bit with it surprisingly i just assumed uh i don't know there would be nothing but there are still people either playing or still teams rattling around uh on the wii u before they kind of cut that service off um the online side of stuff doesn't scale at all so if you if you get to the end of the game the units you have available are just much better than you do at the beginning of the game. So when you kind of download a team to fight, uh, it's it's either super easy because you know someone's like, oh, I'll have a, I think there's a award for having a go. Yeah, okay, this is somebody's my first team, or oh, this person's played the game and this team is just going to destroy me. Um, yeah, so oh, it's there. I had to play around with it, but but um, really, I was just happy to kind of blast through the main story. Uh, story, it's not really a story, the, the main levels. And I might dip in for the kind of extra missions that you unlock. Uh, but yeah, fun. 
Um, again, I like the Star Fox. I do like the Star Fox universe. Um, and so it's kind of cool to be doing something other than flying around in our wings or talking to big-titted uh, blue foxes in Dinosaur Land. What? Uh, <laughs> big-titted blue foxes? Uh, play Adventure on the GameCube. <laughs> okay. No. Like, um, Star Fox on the snares round at a friend's house, and that is the extent <laughs> of my Star Fox. Yeah, um, so always. it's a really strange series. So you've got the uh, the two on the snares, one on the N64, and then the one on the GameCube is completely different. It's Star Fox Adventure, and it's it's set like a dinosaur land uh, where you do walkie about and stuff. It's really strange. Uh, then... Uh, the Wii U one is, I think, is a remake, which is also one of the other older ones is a remake. So essentially, the Star Fox series is the same game three times, and then a handful of others. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. But yeah, yeah, like, um, like my impression of yeah. Slippy, the one that I did there, I don't even remember that impression. I've never even seen it. <laughs> it is actually my impression. Of doppelganger talking about him talking playing <laughs> Star Fox, like just straight up, that is it. it's my impression of a person who played. It's <laughs> pretty, yeah, Star pretty Fox, accurate. And, that is it. and of course, I think both Star yeah. Fox and Star Fox Two are playable on um, Switch Online. Yeah, I think that I could do. And Star Fox Two didn't exist in. Um, like the EU until it was released on the yeah. SNES Mini. So well. jump in. I mean, they're, it's, yeah. they're both short. I, so I got a... Uh, me and a friend bought uh, Star Fox 64 3D on the 3DS um, because they had a... There's a, a competitive mode, um, which is phenomenal. One okay. of my favourite... Oh, the few games that actually used the 3D yeah, yeah. 3D and so, um, and so we we played we had a we had a full day of just playing nothing but Star Fox against each other and it was it was really really good I really enjoyed it um, but again it's another one of these really weird series where you know because there's quite a bit of um, love for the series uh, they get that weird kind of cameo in in Starlink um, obviously they they've got like three levels, I think, in Smash and two, three characters. Um, and you think, oh, okay, yeah. you know, this is kind of, this, is, this seems like a cool cast of characters. Uh, let's play the original game. And the original game is really, if you know what you're doing, it's really short. Um, you essentially just go from one planet to another planet to another planet, and then it's, and then final boss, and then done. Um, and that's kind of main Star Fox is this really arcadey, short experience. There's loads of kind of secret routes to find and all, all this stuff. Uh, but yes, it, it really is its kind of own beast. Um, but definitely, yeah, if you've got it available on the snares, um, not too sure how well it will have aged in terms of controllability. Probably quite good. I definitely give him a blast. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I might have a little look at it. And I enjoy as a talent, as a three euro. Uh, fully fleshed out tower defense game one of the few Wii U games that actually uses the dual screens in some creative way 
Uh, I rate it, and I love the fact that it's not hundreds of hours long. Eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Eight. What do you rate it? Though? Yeah. An eight? Oof. I know. Okay, cool. Okay, go. Hmm. Um, so I think I think we've got... Yeah. Well, let's just do one more here. I think it's a game on, that's on, on my let's list. Let's do the format properly. Probably on your list. Richie, what okay, are you playing? I'm playing Pokemon <laughs> Go. How about you? Uh, <laughs> sort of. Sort of. And mo- actually, mostly I get a message sorry, from you sorry, sorry. about it, and then I'll log in for a day. And actually, I, uh, when I go for my walks, I'll, <laughs> I'll hook up the Pokeball whilst I go. Yeah. But I think you are, you've always been much more into it than me. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, like, we were discussing this, and I kind of wanted to have this sort of two-way on this one. Um, and that was mainly because they've changed the game a lot because Quite of COVID lockdown. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, and it's better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, this is more fun. So what changes? Um, as a, I, like, imagine you're somebody who... You know, briefly touched it when it came out, and it was this huge hype. What have they changed for COVID? Well, basically, there yeah. are more Pokemon around, so it's more fun to actually catch rather than like if you played it when it first came out. You know, you're maybe finding three or four, and you'd be lucky to find X, Y, Z. But because there's a much, much massive uh, more roster, it's fun to have these. And they're changing them up at the moment as well. So um, uh, each week they're sort of theming it on um, each generation. So last week it was Kanto, so generation one. This week it's Johto. So they're, they're doing generation two, and they'll do generation three, generation four in the following weeks. And they, you just get those uh, Pokemon from those generations around. And also, like, they're being a bit more blasé with it. So the ones that you could only have maybe got during raids or whatever, um, they're, they're just kind of around and available so you can catch them. Um, but you don't need to move, <laughs> which is quite cool. There's like, there is um, the ability to just, the respawn of like, the Pokemon around you, there's just so many of them. Um, now, the other thing that they've done is Pokestops. Mm-hmm. I've got double the range on them. So you don't really, when you're walking, you don't really need to go too much out of your way to try and find them. And this is just fantastic. Now, it's beneficial to me because now I actually have three Pokestops within range of me. <laughs> and just as great, you know, I get whatever you, you know, items from it, fight some Team Rocket dudes and that sort of thing. Um, and it's, I, that, I mean, that's great. But also, in general, if you're out, you know, getting your shopping or having your essential exercise or whatever, you know, it's um, it's just great to be able to like get past all of these Pokestops, which are normally like like down a street and there's a post box that you wouldn't walk past. So I, I quite like that. Um, incense, yeah, lasts so this double the time. The cool things that so uh, is, yeah. Uh, the incense which attracts Pokemon um, the time is extended also I think is winding up now um, but they kind of did 
these promotions through the in-game shop using currency, the currency you earn in-game. Uh, you know, you could buy these sets, and it was just gr- yeah, just great because otherwise you you get. Yeah, no, I don't think they're winding down. Think, you get a new think, one every day. They announced the last one's going to be. I could be wrong. Oh, okay, cool. All right, fair enough. But yeah, um, and yeah, like, I mean, the currency that they use in the game, I like, uh, for a long time, I was quite lucky because, like, where I worked, I was on top of a gym. So I just basically was making 50 yeah. Poke coins every day. And I, I've got, you know, like tens of thousands of Poke coins that I have no yeah. use to spend them on, really. Like, it's one of these things, like, the currency is, it's fine to, like, expand the amount of, um, what's it called, uh, Pokemon you can hold and expand the number of items you can hold. But uh, beyond that, um, I don't really use them. I, I, I've, you, you delete the Pokemon that you've done, or if you've got too many items, you've got too many yeah. potions, you delete your potions. That's it. Like, uh, I don't really have a need for much more in that fashion. So um, I'll occasionally like maybe buy some super incubators. Oh, that's another good point. Um, the reduce the um, the walk yeah. count for all of the eggs uh, they also, by half as well. Uh, reduce the walking great. requirement for the PvP stuff as well. Which is yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, have you done uh, much into the PvP is, stuff? This is where we were going to. So essentially, I agree with you in that they've significantly improved the game by making it that you don't have to walk about <laughs> and walk quite so far anymore. But the, the heart of the game, I, particularly compared with the, because, you know, we both we both have played the mainline Pokemon games, it's just, it's just a bit soulless. Like the PvP stuff, you know, much like the Mortal Kombat app, is just essentially glorified tap, you know, who can do... Who's put in the most effort to level up a Pokemon, perhaps invest one or two of those TMs, and then essentially it's, you know, have you got a good type matchup and, and can you tap? It is 100% <laughs> type matchup. It's level, level, level type matchup um, and, and move. Um, but you can't, but you don't really have a... Yeah, even then... Even then, I think it all just boils down to tight matchup. Like, I've played a few of the PvP thing, uh, like online ones, and all it ends up being is if somebody has a super effective against you, you're not going to win um, unless you can somehow absorb one of the special attacks with another Pokemon in time and not use a shield. And if you use a shield, that's it. It is. It's, it is very very simplified pokemon mechanics except you have to know about all the you just have you have less control over the moves so you know the moves that a pokemon has are uh what they randomly have when you catch it you can slightly augment them with tms but even then it's it's not like you can guarantee you know the move you're going to get and the and the 
items for changing moves are yeah. rare or expensive. Um, uh, yeah, and it for me it's just too much luck and time investment rather than yeah. you know planning and exactly. It's, it's luck and matchup. I, I don't personally do any of the sort of PvP stuff. I'm not that interested in it. The thing that's actually been um, most enticing to me is the the field stuff. So they, they give out um, yeah. tasks for you to do. Um, they've got the Canto, they had the Canto one. And if you do all the tasks and you do all these things, you get to get good stat Pokemon. And at the end, you get a Mewtwo. Um, and the Johto one, uh, actually, I don't know what's at the end of the Johto one. Still not got there, um, but yeah, like these field tasks, great fun. Love doing them, um, and the fact yeah. that they're bringing them out I like, so I like rampantly the fast as well. pace of them as well. Like, fun. Catch three Pokemon. Get rid of three Pokemon. Level three Pokemon. Oh, congratulations! You know, uh, now you've unlocked. Now you've. Uh, now you can battle this. Yeah. Now you can battle this. Now you got some items. Now you can battle this. Uh, whereas before, you'd have your and then maybe try to get three uh, excellent throws in a row. You're like, oh no! <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah. I, but I really like the the the, the tasks um, and running through. I I mean I don't know what Pokemon <laughs> Go is. Um, I, I I remain hopeful that one day I will be able to transfer well, them to home. Allegedly, there's, there's compatibility plans, but I don't know why we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, well, exactly. And like that was before COVID, and I, I don't know where we're at at this point. And I'm 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 not holding my breath. Put it that way. Um, but. Other than that, I collect them. I have a buddy I take around with me, and I I dress up my person. And is it yeah, is it a I game? It for a long time it it became a shiny <laughs> processing plant. I think <laughs> like all I do is like is it shiny or does it have really high stats? No, then it gets binned and. I mean, that, I mean that in itself is a bit weird. Like, you send them to the professor and you get candy for them, um, and the candy you feed to your other Pokemon. It's like a weird silent <laughs> green scenario. You chuck them in the meat mincer um, and then um, hand roll some candy. But it's not just that. Like, there's little hints. You know these tasks that you get like for yeah, yeah. transfer ten Pokemon. You always end up fighting. Like uh, a hunter <laughs> or another ghost Pokemon. It's like, what are they getting at here? It's you the know? souls of the Pokemon you've caught and then handed off to be turned into mulch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mulch. To each other Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah, good note I mean, to end it on, isn't it? I guess one last thing on Pokemon Go. Uh, do you reckon some of these changes will be permanent? Nah, I don't know. See, they're they're massive lifestyle improvements, um, and I suppose 
it's going to be tough to not have them around. I mean, like, I, I think the egg thing will definitely go away. You go back to having to do normal walking, and there's no excuses around that. But the ability to have a little extra range mm-hmm. on these Pokestops, it it hasn't like it, it doesn't make you go less out of your way. It just makes the more appetizing in that in actuality. I think that might stick around or the range of them um, I mean, a little I, bit I, longer because it's a really I guess you know they'll be looking life. at various analytics to see has this in you know. Has this seen people spend more or play more? Uh, how much of that is just due to the lockdown effects? Um, yeah. yeah, because I don't know. I just everything about it—it's the shittiest thing I think. This uh, Nintendo adjacent that I can think of is Pokemon Go, and I—I I have this real love-hate relationship with it. The fact that it just didn't work half the time when it first came out. Um, like the, you know, uh, your Pokemon trainer yeah. account integration is still fucked now. Um, they've had a string of these disastrous in real life events that that are just shit or uh, kind of get cancelled. And I, and then I don't like the fact that um, certain aspects of what they do, you know, essentially a locking content behind. Um, yeah, actually, one of the ickiest and weirdest things that I um, ever did was like I got one of those uh, EX raid passes for like a Mewtwo way back in the day, and um, it's one of those things where it was a timed event where you go and other people who had the EX raid as well went, and you all meet up and you you hang around this Pokestop until, you know, the fight goes off and then you all put in the effort to to use your EX raid ticket and get the Mewtwo. But the people I met there, this is going to make me sound like <laughs> the most horrible person in the world. But I, I, I don't fucking care, man. But the people I met there were... They were old and creepy or they were... Yeah, they're council fodder. It was just, it was, <laughs> it was, it was. What the fuck is this? I mean, I, I, I understand that like there is this weird like um, people like to play Pokemon Go that don't even yeah. give a fuck about Pokemon. Where the other end of that spectrum, we are like hardcore Pokemon fans. And we're playing any <laughs> trash that comes out. <laughs> and whereas, like, it was like people with like yeah. five or six phones, and they're clearly on the dole at the same time, you know. So they're they're playing Pokemon Go on six accounts, trying to do this, and like, what? I mean, why? And like. For a, I looked into it and like there was a thing on eBay for a while yeah. where people were selling accounts or trading certain Pokemon and stuff like that. Like, is that what they're doing it for? And like, I didn't think it was. I felt it like it was just straight up classic game mechanics of collection. You know, like 
most you know the old uh, the, the South Park episode that's talking about microtransactions and games and stuff like that and basically it is old JRPG mechanics stripped down to their very very base medium to get the addictive part of it yeah. and turn that into a mobile game and that's essentially what mobile uh, what Pokemon Go is collection 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 is this got better is this got better stats is this got better stats is this got better stats it wasn't even transparent no, in the thing when I, it first came out is as well it's just like the old JRPG it's, it's largely random right it's there's very little you can do uh, yeah. uh there's you know there's a chance that this one will spawn that this one will spawn that you'll get a good stat one that you that you'll get a shiny one you'll have a decent move that it won't have a decent move and it's just just yeah and obviously that's what that's why it it's something that you can invest hundreds of thousands of hours in and, and still have no real guarantee of success or whatever yeah exactly it's just like straight up um it is like pulling in the addictiveness and i, I just saw that raw um like desire to do this like i almost you know wanted to say, why are you playing this <laughs> with, with ethnography in the field like, listen i'm a, listen i'm a sucker for any shit with pokemon branding on it but but why are you out here with your six phones in this tesco car park <laughs> catching a uh, EX Ray yeah. Mewtwo. Yeah, and, and with your Kappa track suit on. You know? <laughs> like, surely? You know, like, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I suppose, like, the random factor in this of it, like, it doesn't, it doesn't give you any sort of, like, reward or anything like that. Like, like, you can understand like gambling and I'm, I'm being very very broad and very very offensive here but you can understand why gambling can entice and sort of you know it can be of uh you know it can be an escape for people who perhaps yeah. don't have enough well, money because there's the, you know yeah, there's the potential of that at some point right that's the that's the risk and that's the reward to balance the risk. But what is the reward yeah. of playing Pokemon Go? And why are we both still playing? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this is an odd thing. Because um, for, me, yeah. for me, I think it's... Um, <laughs> and this is horrible, and it says horrible things about me. It's uh, There's now no dead time, right? It's like, you know, you get on the bus, oh, okay, I'll just get... You know, Pokemon Go out. Uh, you're waiting at a bus stop. Other bus-related anecdotes, um, but it just—it just means you know, there's now never just a. Oh, I have nothing to do. It's oh, you know, have a look and see what's around. Um, well, yeah, I mean that, that's a, that's a whole different conversation about how we need to be bored as human beings, <laughs> but we're not allowing ourselves. Yeah. Although I'd argue yeah. that playing Pokemon Go is as close to. Uh, being bored whilst doing something I can be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I I barely play it. Like, I will... I was excited with the um, the Snubble event that they did recently because there was a lot of interaction needed to do these tasks over and over and over again. And like, I got some shinies and I was happy and I was out, you know, having a walk at the time. 
So it was like a thing. But most of the time, it's a passive thing that's on in the background um, whilst I'm collecting shinies. Uh, and that's it. And I mean, I, I, yeah, it is what it is. It is a Pokemon shiny factory. And that is it. And eventually, one day, hopefully, transfer it to a game that I very rarely play. <laughs> to then put them in a box and never use them. Yeah, put them in a box, mark shiny. Might even call them yeah. shinies from Pokemon Go. And then uh, uh, every couple play. of years, move them to the next game. <laughs> wow. Yeah. If that isn't a nice example of the futility of meaning and existence uh, and video games, I don't know what is. Yeah. Cool. Right. Well, I think uh, yeah. we'll catch you guys next time. And I think a little word from... Mr. Giggles, want to see my pocket? <laughs> Ooh, yeah! Mr. Giggles, want to see my pocket? <laughs>